Welcome to Reading the Bible Together podcast. I'm your host, Angela Smith. That question of what does joy sound like is that it sort of, I think the questions that we ask sort of send us in the direction that we take. Like it helps us pay attention, right? When we ask the questions. And so I love the idea of like posturing, of listening for, for joy and for what that sounds like. Um, because it is, for me, I, I have encountered the presence of God and the empathy of God, even in my lowest places. And and he goes lower than any lowest place that we'll have. Today, we are talking about Advent joy, and I am so excited. I, you know, I have books that pass over my desk, and when I saw Sounding Joy come across my desk and then saw that it was written by Ellie Holcomb, I thought, oh, I have to talk to her on the podcast so we can talk to her about joy. And you will hear as soon as she comes on that she exudes joy from every pore in her body. Ellie Holcomb is a recording artist. She's a mom. She's an author. And I'm so, so grateful that she's taken the time to be with us today. Welcome, Ellie. Hi, it's so good to be here with you today. <laughs> well, this your sounding joy. This book is so beautiful. Like I just keep running my hand over the cover of it too because <laughs> I mean it's you know rays like you can feel all the snow and it's so beautiful. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad you like it. Thank you for all those kind words. I was just beaming <laughs> as you were <laughs> as you were introducing me. I was just like, oh. You know, you write a book and, and you get to partner with an illustrator. I can't draw a lick. And so it's so fun to get to partner with somebody who really can like visually capture what's in your mind and put it down on a page. And so I just love that you loved it. And um, and I'm just so grateful. Yeah. And well, and one of my favorite things is the illustrations. It, it, it uh, especially the animal, there are animals in it with sweaters on and animals on it with little hats on. They're so cute. When one of my coworkers saw it, she said, oh, a fox in a sweater. That's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I always, I love, I love emails when I'm writing a children's book to the illustrator of my favorite. You're like, Hey, uh, could the bottom of the bear be a little fluffier? And yeah. can you throw a sweater on that rabbit? And you're just yeah. like, when else do you get to right. say that? Right. Exactly. So there's lots of whimsy. And I think if there's anything that children love, you know, maybe as much as maybe more than Christmas, I do believe it might be animals. And mm -hmm. so there are lots of animals, lots of children, lots of Christmas magic, wonderful things on the pages of this book. So I hope it brings a lot of joy to everyone who reads it. Well, and what I loved about your writing in it is that it, it carries so much wonder with it, which mm -hmm. I think the Christmas season carries with it. And that, um, it, you know, as I was, well, you know, it's a children's book. And so you have to slow, I feel like you slow yourself to read a book to a child. And so I love yeah. that, that, you know, just taking the opportunity to slow yourself and focus on the joy of the season. And I know that this is your third uh -huh. children's book that you've written, but what inspired yeah. you for the, because the other two are not about Christmas, right? This is your first Christmas. That's right. So it's what inspired, Christmas book. what did inspired you to write a Christmas children's book? Yeah, well, actually it started when I was nine. Mm -hmm. uh, I, got, I got invited to um, a chilly Carol night. Our family did, and I'm from Nashville. So it's a very musical place. Um, but they gathered everybody in one room and passed out little books of Christmas carols. And then they passed out instruments to everybody, shakers, bells, tambourines, kazoos, harmonicas, mandolins, drums, and, and 
kids and grandparents and parents all started calling out songs that they love. Mm. There was something in my nine-year-old heart that just came alive. I just was like, this is, we are meant to do this together. And I really do believe that we are. So this is a tradition that we still do in my family. Now we invite some neighbor friends over, pass out a basket of instruments. We make a joyful noise is what we call it. Mm -hmm. It is the cacophony. (laughs) It doesn't sound like, you know, some orchestrated orchestral, beautiful piece of music, but um, we celebrate and we sing for the joy that we have because of the Christmas story. And so we were singing two years ago, joy to the world. And we got to the part of the song that says, repeat the sounding joy or repeat the sounding joy. And that phrase, you know, you can listen to a Christmas song or a a song that you've heard forever and never really think about the words. And all of a sudden I was like, what does it mean to repeat the sounding joy? What does joy even sound like to begin with? And so just sent me on this beautiful, the book was really born that night on a, in a carol sing. Mm. <laughs> and so I just thought, um, man, I think as a parent of little kids, there is just like you said, there's, I love that you said that the book holds wonder. That was like my prayer, mm. um, that God would help the wonder, not only of the Christmas season. I love Christmas. It's one of my favorite holidays. And there's lots of cultural stories that our kids are absorbing that are full of wonder and magic and, and fun the the elves and the reindeer and Santa and all these things that they're absorbing, that they're sort of hearing in their, with, from their friends and in mm-hmm. movies. Um, but there is also this wonder and this magic of the Christmas story. There's a star and there's these men who are following the star to see this baby. There's a baby, there's animals, there's angels. And so I, I wanted to tie in sort of the magic of the Christmas season to the magic and the wonder of, of the most beautiful story I know, which is God coming low and moving into the neighborhood so that we could know, you know, God's not out to get us. He's out to draw us near. Mm. We all have a place where we belong. And so I just love that you said that. <laughs> and, um, and I, and I hope really the whole book, the premise of the book is a question because kids always ask great questions, but it's what does joy sound like? And so I hope it'll help kids listen for the sounds of joy in their own lives. And then also that it would invite them to echo the songs that the angels sang that mm. first Christmas to, to that they would, that we get to be, we're all invited to be, you know, carriers. We're invited to be the hope people carriers of the message that we are loved and, and that death isn't the end and that God loves us enough to come near. And so um, my, my hope is that it would be like a Linus moment for a lot of families, you know, in the Char- yes, in Charlie yes, Brown yes. Christmas, you know, there's all this hullabaloo and it's all fun and great. But then really the heart of the magic of Christmas is that, um, you know, they've been waiting for the savior. And then the greatest gift of all is God's son and, and he's come, but we're still waiting for him to come again. So we kind of mm-hmm. lean into the anticipation of that together. Yeah, we've been been having some conversations around here about what it means to live expectantly and oh, and that joy and the joy of that he came and that and because you know well and the well first of all the 400 400 years of silence and then the Messiah came and what that waiting must have been like that kind of anticipation of waiting for the Messiah to come and now we're waiting again for him to come back until, you know, how can we live in that kind of expectancy of, 
an anticipation. And because I think it's easy because life can be really hard. It can be easy to sit back and and be cynical. I might just be speaking from personal experience. No, no. Yeah. I think we all know that. But yeah, to have that (laughs) reminder to live expectancy because God is a God that's, that still moves. He still is at work. He's still doing a thing that we can be a part of. And, and so I love the, the posture of wonder and the posture of question in the book, because I think that's an important posture to learn. Don't you? Oh, I absolutely do. And I, children have so much to teach us about that. I mean, mm-hmm. in some ways, they're our greatest teachers. Right. Yes. Um, because they have these imaginations and they're not ashamed yet of asking questions. They don't feel like they have to know everything. And so they just ask beautiful questions all the time. And so, um, yeah, I really do. I love that you mentioned the 400 years of silence. And I love that the 400 years of silence is literally answered by the cry of a baby. Mm. I just, I just, mm-hmm. I, it is so audacious the way that God came into the earth. Like if you're a human, you're going like, no, 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 God, this is a terrible big. idea. Yeah. Like you, you're God, go big. <laughs> They're waiting for a king and right. a ruler. And he's yeah. like, Oh no, actually it's going to be a baby, uh, born to an, a teen mom mm-hmm. who's not married by the way yet. And on the wrong side of the tracks, there won't be anywhere for her to have the baby. And also, uh, there will be like, you know, basically here, it's going to want every firstborn boy to be killed. Mm-hmm. You're just like, the timing of it is wild, right. but there's this really beautiful posture of God just from the very beginning coming low. And I think to me, um, the joy, joy, the way that I define joy, a lot, uh, someone the other day when I was praying, we was walking through a hard thing with a friend and I was praying over them and asking God to bring healing, um, to the circumstance. But I was also, as I was praying, I was crying, um, because it, they were hurting and my heart was hurting with them. And there is a place in scripture for lament for sure. Mm-hmm. But I was also laughing, um, when I was asking God to come out of that anticipation of, knowing how he has met me in my very lowest places mm-hmm. over and over and over again. And to me, the sound of, of joy, joy itself is goes lower than our lowest place. Um, joy is grounded because, because of the story of Jesus. It's grounded in an empty grave and, mm. and it starts off low God coming, God, you know, sends his son, Jesus, who's over the whole world. He made the whole world to become an infant, completely dependent small, tiny, (laughs) and, and to know that he is working in that way. Like you look at all the, all the, you know, the parables that the kingdom of heaven is like this, the kingdom of heaven is like this, and it's never big. It's a seed. Mm -hmm. It's yeast. (laughs) So I think kids are able to see the small wonders. And so I hope with the, that question of what does joy sound like is that it sort of, I think the questions that we ask um, sort of send us in the direction that we take, like it mm-hmm. helps us pay attention, right. When we ask the questions. And so I love the idea of like posturing of listening for, for joy and for what that sounds like. Um, because it is for me, I, I have encountered the presence of God and the empathy of God, even in my, my lowest places. Mm-hmm. And 
Um, and he goes lower than any lowest place that we'll have. And that's a good message at Christmas too. I know it's full of so much joy for so many people, but I think Christmas can be a really hard time of year for people too. You know, you're at the end of another year and maybe your life, you know, something that you hoped would change hasn't changed or you miss, you long, there's, you're missing people that you would normally see. Maybe you've lost somebody that you love. And so you're just like really feeling their absence at that time of year. And I love the message that the angels always say, I think angels appear five times in the Christmas story, but they always say, do not be afraid. People are so scared when they show up. And I mean, right. Can you imagine being those shepherds on the Hill all dark? No, I mean, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. "Ah." (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I love that that is, that is the beginning of, of how this story starts. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. There's good news of great joy, glad tidings of great joy that will be for all the people. And, and now it's not only all the people, it's all the people in all the places, whether you're on the mountaintop experience of just like feeling like everything in your life is coming together, or you are deep in a valley, uh, God comes low. And I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. I heard someone say recently that as big as God is, you know, we can't even comprehend how big he is. That's how close he comes to us and trying to Mm. explain. It's a little bit of a head scratcher. I'm like, you know, as big as he is, is how close, that's how close he can come to us. And Mm. I appreciated what you said about sometimes this is a hard season for people. That's true. I I think whatever you're feeling, the the season of Christmas can amplify it. So if you're feeling lonely at Christmas, you're feeling amplified lonelier yeah right or if you're feeling grief you're feeling amplified grief and and so joy you know I think it's an an important distinction that joy isn't uh isn't happy it's not the same as happy it's it's an understanding of what what God did and you know almost like a a gratitude but it might not be a a heart swelling it might be a heart swelling but it might not be it might be a, a a slow low, small, like what you're saying, constant, you know, river in you of that the Lord is near, that the Lord is with you no matter what. He's even here Mm -hmm. in this low place. He's got you. He's holding you even here. I'm just, I'm so grateful that it's true. I, and I love what you said about, you know, you can look, I mean, we're just fed on the news, on Instagram, on everything, you know, you, so there's a lot of bad news. It's this is a broken world. Like we all, we all know that and personally, we know it on a global level. Um, and I was reading that, um, the other day, an article that was about how our brains are wired to protect hmm. ourselves. Like, you know, from just like, think about like caveman days, you know, it's hmm. like, Oh, there, so it takes only three seconds for a negative you know, memory or experience to go into long-term memory, but it takes 30 to 90 seconds for something beautiful or good, um, to like sink into your brain, into long-term memory. And so I think the practice of gratitude of, of taking in the good. And I think kids are really good at that. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think of my kids like standing at the window when it snows and just being in awe and really looking at that and taking that. And I think that we can take some notes from children Mm -hmm. um, and being swept up into the wonder because even though it's a broken world, that is one part of the story. 
there is also, like you said, a kingdom coming. Aslan is on the move. Right. Like God is working every day, but it may take our brains a little longer to hold on to the generative things that he's doing. And so um, I hope that this book will be an invitation for people to hold on um, to the joy and the hope that we have, that we all have a place where we belong because of the Christmas story. We have hope because of the Christmas story and that maybe it'll be long enough, you know, to gather around the, the warmth of the fire of that truth of the light of the world coming into this dark, broken world, that it would help it sink down into a, into a place where we can go even on the darkest days mm. and find that source of light. Yeah. Yes. And so, and with this book, you also made an accompanying album and the title yes. song is <laughs> sounding joy, which, you know, I read the book first and then I was listening to the music and I thought, Hey, these are the, these are the words in the book, and I thought, oh, this reminds me of very Sandra Boyton of you. Oh, <laughs> thank you so much. Yes, I love her work. Thank you. That is so kind of you to say, and that makes me so happy. It is, yeah. I'm. I mean, I'm a singer songwriter first. I was that first before I ever wrote any book. Mm-hmm. So, but when I think of a children's book, there's always a melody in my head, and so I've made a record to go along with every children's book I've ever written, and especially for this. Christmas book. Um, it, it has been such a delight, uh, to write music and then to also hearken back to old music that feel very familiar with songs that have been around for ages, um, that we know well and hear floating through the shopping malls every year at Christmas. <laughs> um, yeah. So to kind of add to that canon, um, the, sort of a melody to carry the message of this book, um, to mingle with older melodies has been a really, a really fun process. Yeah. The last song on that album, Peace on Earth, Silent Night. I mean, I got teary listening to it. I think it was the, the record scratch and then hearing the choir in the background. I mean, just sounded like the vinyl that was played when I was growing up in the house, you know, in the background that the choir and the, the carols, the Christmas carols, the, the, the songs that are, about the coming king and about and about Christmas. It was yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. You know, I know that song. I heard that song Peace on Earth. That is from Lady and the Tramp. That's how oh. I heard that song for the first time. <laughs> it's the first scene where they're opening. There's it's all the snow and mm-hmm. it's the village and they're opening the present and little lady, you know, pops out of the box. And so but I have loved that ever since I was a little girl. And so we kind of tried to recreate that like vintage homey feel feel but really my hope for the music is I really would love for people my my hope is that this book will be an invitation for people to gather you know kids from 1 to 92 Mm -hmm. and and sing for the joy that we have because of the Christmas story and some people are like Ellie you do not want us to gather and sing. It will sound terrible. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm going to sing for you. So if you feel like you can't, you can just all get in your kitchen or or on the side of your streets or go caroling. You can just bring me along with you and I'll sing along with you. (laughs) Um, Because I think there is that this question of, you know, what does it mean in joy to the world? You know, you get to that part of the song, repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy. What does it look like for us to repeat the sounding joy that the, that the angels, you know, sang about in the sky over the shepherds all those years ago, the night that Jesus was born. And so I 
I love the idea of people gathering in their homes and dancing and playing these songs and singing along and, and just taking that time to remember, uh, to make room in our hearts for the hope that we have. So then we can go into the world and sing, not just with our voices, definitely that, but also, you know, with our very lives to Mm -hmm. use the gifts that God has given us to reflect his light and his loveliness into the world. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And this album is something that you can just play even while you're getting ready for Christmas, because I feel like, I don't know if it was just me, but I felt like you hit, I mean, there was the nostalgia, there was the book, there was this wonder, Glad Tidings had an Irish feel, Jingle Bells was a little jazzy. I was like, there's something for everybody on this album musically. Yeah, it was really fun. It was really fun to make it. We had a bunch, my kids are singing on it. A bunch of other friends' kids are too. And so it really does. And and then just friends that we had come into the studio. So it does feel, it feels very much like a, like a, like a whole sampling of what you would hear during (laughs) the Christmas season from all over. So I'm glad you, I'm glad you heard that. So speaking of that and playing music in the background, what are some traditions you talked about the, the caroling that you still have everybody over and hand out the instruments? Are there any other Christmas traditions that you make sure that you do every year? Yeah. You know, we, uh, I mean, the, the traditional ones, we decorate, we make mm-hmm. Christmas cookies, all of that. But it's been really, I, the other thing, reason I wanted to write this book is, is I think I mentioned this before, but just the, all, there's so much of the Christmas cultural stuff that they're mm-hmm. absorbing. Mm-hmm. But I really, and I love that. I'm not like anti that at all, you know, but I also want to be intentional about like relishing and savoring and being in wonder and awe of the Christmas story that right. we get in scripture. Um, and so uh, one, one, two things have been a beautiful traditions to kind of help remember um, that in our family is um, there's, I don't know if you're familiar with the Jesus storybook Bible by yes, Sally Lloyd-Jones. Yes. Every mm-hmm. story whispers his name. She is a dear friend of mine and she says she did not intend to do this, but really from the beginning of the Bible until the Christmas story, there are 25 stories. And so she has, if you go on her website, you can download ornaments that go with each story. And so we read, you know, the story of all these all the prophecies way- pointing to mm-hmm. the Messiah coming and we color an ornament and, and do it on a little paper tree, you know, that's yeah, on our bathroom yes. door downstairs. Yes. Um, just to kind of be, um, to, to do that work, I think our work as followers of Jesus, a lot of times is to remember, mm-hmm. to remember, um, how he loves us to remember the story of how he's come into this broken world. And then to remember, like to allow him to put us back together. And so that has been such a beautiful thing to lean into the story with the kids. And then the other thing, um, is this, uh, it's a book actually, and a little gift set that you can get called the manger mission. You could also do it with any other nativity set, but it's a friend of my mom's. She was finding herself wanting to help her kids lean into the Christmas story as well. And so she, um, wrote this whole story about these wise men. And so they take the wise men of, of the nativity and the kids on December 1st hide the wise men from the furthest place of where the nativity is in the center of our home. And each night they move the wise men a little bit closer to kind of lean into that yeah, story. Yeah. Of, Whoa. There were these guys that were literally following a star, like listening to God, revealing mysteries to go meet this baby. Like mm-hmm. that is crazy. So every night they move them a little closer to the nativity. And then 
on Christmas morning, they move them right in front of baby Jesus. And it's crazy before they go see what Santa brought or whatever on Christmas morning, um, they say, we got to move the wise men to baby <laughs> Jesus first. And so it, that has been a really beautiful um, tradition in our home that the kids get so excited about every night. We're going to have to hide them up. We're, they're going to have to take the high road this year because we've got a puppy who might eat ah, them. If we yeah. take the high road. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so great. And great for families to hear that too, because I think that is a struggle to figure out how to have family, to have to build in tradition that's meaningful, that points to Jesus, that points to the coming Messiah, the Messiah who came that's going to come again. That's beautiful. Ellie, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for taking the time to do this. This was wonderful. Absolutely. It's been a delight. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Reading the Bible Together podcast, the Advent study looking at Advent joy. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes, and we'll see you next time. The Reading the Bible Together podcast is a production of Faith Radio and Northwestern Media. Hosted, produced, and edited by Angela Smith. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to hear more, consider financially supporting Faith Radio. Find more information at myfaithradio.com.